eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening to this edition as SMU closes out its bye week and is now fully in on preparing for Temple, who will come into Ford Stadium, at least according to the coaches' poll, as the number 25 ranked team in the country, SMU sitting at 19 in both the AP and the coaches poll. So at least in one poll, it'll be the first ranked matchup in Gerald J. Ford Stadium history um, with two teams ranked in the top 25. So big week coming up here on Pony Stampede and certainly for SMU on the football field on Monday, as you guys are listening to this, we'll be talking with Tim Jankovic and Isaiah Mike from AAC Media Day as well as checking in with, on the football side of things. Sonny Dykes and players will be available on Monday evening. So a ton to come to the site on the team side of things. But I wanted to drop this podcast for you guys because as we sit here, six games in, fresh off of bye week, I wanted to hit the reset on the recruiting class, kind of share with you guys where my head's at on, on certain positions and, and what I could see kind of happening with them. And just kind of break it down position by position in the 2020 recruiting class. So I'm Billy Unbody, publisherponystampede.com. Thanks for listening. Definitely want you guys to subscribe to the Pony Stampede podcast, hit the review button, leave us a rating, and share us with your friends. We really, really appreciate it. And for now, we're going to go ahead and jump into the 2020 recruiting class and where things stand for SMU. Right now, SMU has 10 commitments in the 2020 class, ranking them 10th in the American Athletic Conference and number 91 overall in the AAC. Look, this is a drastic change from last year's recruiting class for SMU. They entered the season number one in the conference. As far as recruiting classes go, they had plenty of tangible momentum that you could say, look at all these commitments. Here's where they are. They're number one in the conference. They did it all in the month of June, and this year's class, they decided to take a really different approach. Sonny Dykes said it over the summer. He said it in the fall. He said, we really want to be patient with recruiting. Last year, and this is what happened, last year they had to cut guys because of grades or had to cut them because of poor performance on the field. They don't want to do that this year, and they have too limited number of spots to be committing to a player and then for it to not pan out because of his senior year and and kind of an avoidable situation. So they went ahead and they brought in certain players for official visits. They took their shots on some big-time guys like Robert Wooten, like Kari Coleman, like some of these other prospects, and went ahead and brought them in for official visits to kind of 
go ahead and shoot their shot. And it didn't work out on some of them. But what it did yield was a class full of offensive linemen, which is terrific because they, they need to build uh, true, talented depth on that offensive line. And they also brought in a couple of terrific athletes on, on the defensive side of the ball. And we're going to run through all of that. And But first, here's where things stand in terms of a number standpoint. I think you could see right now SMU has seven players on the offensive side of the ball committed. I think you could see three or four more, maybe five potentially uh, players be added to this recruiting class on the offensive side of the ball. And then defensively, right now what I'm hearing is four spots left for the coaching staff to add who they want. So spots are limited and they have to be selective. They have to hit on certain positions. I think for me, I think running back, cornerback, those are kind of the two that they absolutely have to knock it out of the park with. So with that, guys, you kind of have a little bit of a, a feel for where the class stands, what's kind of to come in terms of the size of the class, so about 16 to 18 prospects, maybe 19. But one thing I'll say before I get into the where things stand, I, I feel like Sonny Dykes and his staff are just not afraid to go to the portal, and they count the portal as recruiting. So they keep an eye on it just like they do you know, senior years and things like that. But they also treat it as, okay, if I don't see a player that I like, I'm going to go ahead and just take my chance with the portal. Because that way, if I miss on a multi-year kid, like let's say Cameron Jones didn't pan out for SMU. And I think he's going to be a real good player for SMU. I just think he, he needed some time to adjust. And people forget he was still only a freshman at Nebraska. But let's say it, it, it doesn't pan out. Well, it's a little different when you commit to somebody who is already a true sophomore versus bringing in a true freshman who's going to redshirt, who's going to take up this space, that space. I mean, it, it, it can just really set you back. We've kind of seen that on the offensive line um, because SME is a great place to go to school, so people don't want to leave either. So it's a difficult thing to kind of manage. And um, so I do want to sh say that they're not afraid to obviously go to the portal. They did that this past year, but that was more about changing over the roster. In terms of strategically building from here on out, they aren't afraid and they are just not going to reach on players that they don't feel like can compete at a high level. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the 2020 class. Starting with quarterback, SME took a commitment from Raylan Sharp, the Allen quarterback who's in his first year as a starter. The staff brought him in for camp this summer in late June. They absolutely loved him. He's, look, he's 5'7", maybe 5'8", about 155 pounds, but he is a terrific athlete. Low 4'4", 440, low, low, low 4'0", type of pro shuttle guy, really good vertical jump. But one thing they were really impressed with him, more, more so out of anything at that camp, was just his mechanics and being able to go through and throw the football. And so, look, with his size, he's a while away from competing and and. You know, Shane Bouchelle will be the quarterback here next year. And so he won't play right away. He'll redshirt. You'll have Will Brown and Terrence Gibson most likely battling that out there. And then he, he can kind of take his time and, and, and see where things go from there. But I will say this. They really do like him at quarterback. And so he will get a full shot and see where things go. But on the flip side of that, he's also a terrific athlete. Him with the ball in his hands is really, really special. The Kyler Murray comparisons are there because of their film and kind of how it how it looks, um, but they they 
they want to take their chance. You never know where you might, you know, really, really hit on a special athlete. And that's what Raylan Sharp is. As far as an athleticism, from an athleticism standpoint goes, he's right up there with, with Kyler Murray. He just doesn't have the four years of starting experience and things like that, but he's efficient. He's been productive. So as far as taking a risk at a position where they can, they did really well, I think, in, in taking Raylan Sharp. And then from here, we'll see what they do in the 2021 class, which has some big names, and, and that could be a whole separate podcast. But right now, Raylan Sharp committed in as the 2020 quarterback for SMU, and that that's just how it's going to go. He's going to get his shot, and, and they really like what they have in Raylan Sharp. Moving on to the running back position, this is a position that's going to be really interesting because, look, I think SMU has to hit on running back in this class. They lose Xavier Jones, they, late, they lose Cayman Freeman, and they lose Merrick Pierce too, for that matter. So where are things going to go from here? They've had some guys that they've been really strong on for quite some time. They haven't made their official move. They haven't brought anyone in on an official visit outside of Brandon Thomas, the North Little Rock, Arkansas running back, who's teammates with offensive tackle commit Aaron Smith. And he's and and uh, Thomas is committed to Memphis. So look, there's a lot of different ways this this can go. They're they're certainly still monitoring Brandon Thomas. They're obviously high on him. He's a really impressive back. On the other side of things, they do they did want to do their due diligence on on some prospects with offers like Houston Westfield running back Kendall Taylor, Richmond Foster running back Isaac Johnson. They have some local Dallas area prospects like Corey and Lynch and, and Kadrick Cobbs, who, who are being monitored. They don't have offers, but they're being monitored and certainly have a case for ending up in this class. And then they also have guys like Taj Brooks, who's committed to you know Texas Tech. Could he end up somehow backing off and, and changing course? And then they have Melissa running back Jabray Young, who was on campus a couple weeks ago. So there are there are some guys out there at the running back position that they're monitoring that they really like, and it'll be interesting to see where they go because they have to hit on running back. They really like T.J. McDaniel and Ulysses Bentley, and then came in. Uh, sorry, Tameric Williams is certainly kind of a big body back who's good for depth, but they have to hit on this back in the class, and I think they only take one, and whoever it is is going to be kind of like T.J. McDaniel is this year. He's going to be in the rotation. He's going to be helping out and and in certain situations and so they have to have somebody that that they can feel really good about because I will say this the 2021 class is really impressive in the state uh, as far as running backs goes so they could they can go with somebody who kind of fits what they need and then supplement that in the 2021 class as well so running back will be interesting to see how that pans out and right now I don't think they have a, a not necessarily not a plan, but who they really want. I don't think they have that idea just yet. At wide receiver, this is probably one of the positions that they can aim really, really big. And if they miss, that's okay. I really like what they what they have in terms of their true targets. And with what they signed in the last class with, with Calvin Wiggins and Rasheed Rice and Kiki Burns, they're in really good shape. With, with the wide receiver position. And so everybody knows that Loic Fongi is is kind of their guy right now. I would say that Midland Lee, wide receiver, who's teammates with Carl Taylor, the SMU safety commit, uh, 
But right now, I think it's safe to say that they're in trail position. Texas and Texas Tech have really done a good job. They've hosted him to the last. Texas will host him on the 19th, so this coming weekend, for an official visit while Texas Tech hosted him the first weekend of October. So right now, those are the last two schools to host him officially. And so they, look, I, I, I think SMU just has to keep winning and then see where the cards fall. Loic keeps things pretty close to the vest as far as what his plans are, but the buzz for the most part is with the Longhorns and Red Raiders, and I, I think that makes sense. I mean, he is he is the definition of a Power Five guy. I mean, he's how you draw him up. He's really really impressive. He's off to a monster monster start to his senior year. We just bumped him to a four star on twenty four seven Sports, so he's poised to break into the top two four seven in the next release. If he continues to do what he's doing as a senior, he's just really impressive, but he's also a different type of kid. Kind of reminds me of Kiki Burns, really low-key, and then just opts to just go ahead and commit um, just one random night. So I think he's approaching a decision. We'll see what it is. Wouldn't shock me if he doesn't end up at SMU, but the longer he continues to kind of hold things out and decide, the better for SMU, in my opinion. I don't know if that means they're certainly catching uh the Longhorns or Red Raiders, but the longer he waits, it means he's just got more and more time to look at SMU and consider them as a as an option. Which, for a, for a family of engineers, I mean, his his family's very highly educated. So look, I mean, the SMU education is is going to play a part into this. So we'll see kind of how things go. But but that's Loic Fungi, uh, big riser, big time target, probably the top overall target on the board for SMU right now. Other than that, SMU still in on Thad Johnson, the Beaumont Westbrook wide receiver. He's teammates with Jay Bell, the SMU defensive end commit. They're also looking at guys like Jay Wilkerson out of Midlothian Heritage and Cedric Pelham out of James Madison in Dallas. And then there's also one that they're really making a move for, and he's committed elsewhere. And if you want kind of the the latest on, on where things stand with that prospect, make sure you subscribe to PonyStampede.com. Gonna throw a shameless plug there. Can't give it away all. Can't give it all away on the podcast. You guys can go and look at offers on our page and things like that and get an idea of of who they're going after. But at the same time, some of the good stuff is behind that paywall. So check that out and and kind of get a feel for the wide receiver position. And I think I think it's a position where again I think they need to hit. I mean, you could say that for every position, but when you lose James Prochet, you you lose My, Myron Gilliard. Uh, you lose C.J. Sanders, you lose kind of some of these explosive guys, and who knows, maybe you lose Reggie Roberson. But uh, it just kind of makes it more important to to hit on, on, on somebody. So that's kind of the wide receiver position, and, and now kind of on to tight end, which isn't much. Right now, I just don't see SMU taking a tight end in the class. Kedrick James, they brought him in, the transfer from Alabama. I think he kind of took a roster spot there, and and with tight uh, spots so tight, I don't think they want to reach for a tight end. They've got Tommy McIntyre from Cornell coming back next year, so they have some depth at that position. Even even though they'll lose Ryan Becker, and and, and I think they really like where they stand at that position. Moving on to the offensive line, SMU went big, big, big in the offensive line in the month of June. They landed Marcus Bryant who's a 6'6", 250-pound, really just growing, just young young man, 
I mean, he is athletic. He's a former tight end. He plays basketball. He's exactly how you draw up offensive tackles now. You want them to come into college and bulk them up instead of having to uh, for them to drop weight. And I think this entire class, outside of maybe Marcus Smith, is built like that. Dalton Perdue and Aaron Smith, the two prospects out of Arkansas. I'm really excited about both of these guys. I feel like they bring some length, some some athleticism. Um, they're not overly heavy. And and Dalton is pretty locked in. I mean, he stayed with Branson Hickman, who's SMU's center commit for the 2020 class out of Dallas Jesuit, who's, who's really, I think his senior film is really good to start with. And then Ben Sparks out of Norman, Oklahoma, somebody that had some power five offers and um, opted to go with SMU kind of under the radar. They had seen him a couple times and lo and behold, they got him on campus and he liked it enough to go ahead and, and commit. Aaron Smith is the one that everyone is really drooling over in this class. He's really, really impressive on the hoof. A lot of power five schools are coming in on him. They'll have to hold on and, and fight for dear life to keep him in the class. And if they can, that's a huge, huge, huge recruiting win all over again for SMU. He's a pretty quiet kid, keeps to himself fairly well. So I could see him sticking, but we'll kind of you know monitor him as 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 the season goes along and interest picks up because as rough looking as his school's offense is to watch, he's really impressive and, and people are noticing. Two names to watch, and we've seen Cortland Ford visit multiple times, but he's a Cedar Hill offensive tackle. He's really, really impressive on the hoof. But right now, he's really struggling with some agility and, and continues to work on it. He had two major knee surgeries, but he's been a highly touted prospect. He was When he was young, he had offers from all over. He was once committed to LSU. So if he can show some lateral agility improvement and, and kind of show that he's healthy, there's a shot he could end up in the class if a spot opens. But the main prospect that I think everybody should monitor is somebody that I have a crystal ball pick in for for SMU. And that's Tyler Junior College offensive guard, Dimitri Jordan. He's been on the radar for a long, long time, ever since he was in high school. And I believe he was teammates with Jalen Thomas before ending up in JUCO. And so he's been on SMU's radar for a long time. They offered him. They love him. He's the number five offensive guard in the junior college ranks. And, and I like where SMU stands. And I can see him ending up um, in the class. So with that, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to do the defensive side of the ball. It's going to be short and sweet, but I think you guys will enjoy kind of hearing where my head's at on defense. That's kind of the more intriguing side of the ball in this class because, look, SMU does have some some needs to fill and there it's a little bit more of a mystery of how they're going to do it. So with that, we're going to take a quick break from the Pony Stampede pod, podcast. We'll be right back after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. A quick reminder as you guys are listening to this podcast, right now through Tuesday, so get it while it's hot, Pony Stampede is offering 60% off new members only subscriptions to the site, and that's annual subscriptions. So 60% off annual subscriptions to the website. So you can get, for 42 bucks a year, you can get yourself locked in all the way through the middle of next football season, and all the way through basketball season if, if that tickles your fancy. So definitely sign up for it. You get a seven-day free trial. If you don't like it, you can cancel. But I can promise you, you'll you'll stick around. A lot of good stuff to come to the site um, over the coming week. And, and certainly as, as SMU comes down the stretch with early signing period, only really two months away, less than just over two months away. So a lot to get to um, this week with a big matchup. So don't miss it. Take advantage of that deal, and uh, we appreciate you guys who have already taken advantage of that deal. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, like I said, about four spots left on the defensive side of the ball, and at defensive end, they're they're right now they're they're in a good spot. They've got Mason Mastroff, who's a really talented linebacker out of California. He's he he measured in really well. He's super athletic, four five four forty yard dash, and He's been productive in, in his league and, and everything like that. It's not great competition, but athleticism often translates. And SMU really went out and did their research on him, brought him into camp, then brought him into official, and they, they like him in the class. J-Bell is kind of like the Nelson Paul in this class out of Florida last year. Somebody who's not overly long, but is just super productive. He plays on one of the best teams in Texas in Beaumont Westbrook they were state championship runner-ups last year so Jay Bell is 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 off to another terrific start for his senior year he had some issues in the classroom that he got straightened out and they took his commitment over the summer and they are thrilled with him in the class I can tell you that they really like what they've seen in Jay Bell so another name to tease for you guys definitely go and check out again the breakdown of the 2020 class and where things stand. SMU is working on a big time prospect right now down the stretch and and that will have more information on that for you guys that aren't uh, subscribers. Definitely check that out. Defensive tackle is another key position. Right now we have a big update on the site from Sawyer Gorham Welch out of Longview. He's, He's told Gabe Brooks that he's got a decision coming. So Gabe has the latest on Sawyer Gorham Welch on our board right now for you guys. So check that out. He's been a big-time target for SMU. He's taken an official visit. He's been around campus a good amount, so he knows what he's looking at. And we'll just see if SMU can pull him from some of the Power 5 programs they're battling with for him. And and he's trying to make a decision before the playoffs, and he's kind of moved up his timeline to make that happen. So get the latest on that on the board. Two prospects to watch out of the junior college ranks. Hutchinson, uh, defensive tackle. Latrell Bankston, he's one of 
the kind of more newer offers on the board for SMU. Kind of a sawed-off guy at 6'1", 284, but really highly rated in the junior college ranks. Number four defensive tackle in the junior college ranks. And, and he's got some Power 5 programs after him. But he's been very, very positive about SMU. And I think that's a credit to Kevin Kane, who recruits the Kansas Junior Colleges for SMU. And he was up there again this weekend to watch Bankston. The other player he watched was Devin Drew. Um, or he didn't watch Devin Drew this weekend. But they've been on Devin Drew. They brought him in for an official visit um, at the end of the summer. 6'4", 272. Definitely a late bloomer. A lot of Power 5 schools are keeping an eye on him, so don't be surprised if his recruitment, especially as a defensive tackle, blows up. But SMU has a strong foothold there. That would that one would not shock me if SMU ends up with Devin Drew as its other defensive tackle in the 2020 class. I think they got to take two with losing as much as they do up front with, with guys like Zach Abercrombie, Demerick Gary, Pono Davis, Chris Biggers all leaving. I think they could use a, a high school freshman if they can get one. So Sawyer, Gorham, Welch would fit in well, and a um, junior college player. That would that would kind of be ideal for them. Moving on to linebacker, I'll be honest with you guys, this one's a total mystery. They, I, It's not that they don't have answers because they have offered some really high-quality inside linebackers that just ended up committing to Power 5 schools, but it's it's a position that is just hard to eval nowadays. And, and even for us trying to find those type of players is, is difficult. So we'll see kind of what they do at linebacker. I don't feel like they need to take somebody. They actually kind of have, they're kind of loaded right now at linebacker in a way. They'll, they'll return guys like Shane Haley, Delano Robinson, Richard McBride, Richard Moore, Brian Holloway, Jimmy Phillips, J.C. Rispress, Preston Ellison. So they have a lot of pieces there. How it all looks uh, is going to be interesting. I do feel like they want to sign a freshman uh, out of the high school ranks, but it's just a matter of finding that guy. At corner, SMU again will return two starters next year. They'll lose some veteran players like Christian Davis, Eric Sutton, Robert Hayes, Rodney Clemens, but right now they've got their safety lined up in Carl Taylor out of Midland Lee. He's been also impressive in his senior year, but at corner, they have to find somebody, I think in the junior college ranks, maybe in, in out of high school, that can really come in and, and shore up that position because, look, you've got some young guys like Armani Johnson. It looks like Sam Westfall is going to redshirt. You've got Terry Keyes. Justin Guy Robinson has shown some some uh, signs as a veteran of, of being able to at least play spot duty. But they have to kind of get some uh, get one more veteran guy in there because it's a long season. It's difficult. One to two corners would be outstanding but you've got a hit on him I think the junior college guys to watch are Jacorian Bennett uh, again out of Hutchinson junior college he's coming off a torn ACL but has been tremendous since coming back a lot of power five schools are on him and then the other one to watch is Jawan Treadwell out of Independence Junior College he's got more group of five looks but he's a pretty good athlete um, and and was a full qualifier out of high school so he has a little bit of extra time uh, I believe in the in in college than than a traditional you know two for three or three for two type JUCO Temple and Akron are the latest to offer him so you can kind of see his uh, recruitment picking up as things come down the stretch as as his uh, sophomore year progresses so with that guys I don't see SMU taking a specialist this year I think they continue to mine the transfer portal 
and mine those high school recruits to see who they can get on board there. But with that, we're going to wrap up this podcast. I just blew through it all for you guys. A look at every position in the 2020 recruiting class. Kind of really the fine number of prospects that they're after at each spot. For more on the 2020 recruiting class, definitely check out our deep dive on PonyStampede.com. And we will catch up with you guys later this week with another podcast, probably Tuesday, maybe Tuesday afternoon, as we kind of get all the info from Monday together, AAC Media Day and Sonny Dykes and the players meeting with the media um, at the radio show. So with that, we're going to put a wrap on this podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great rest of the week. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the shed? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.